in 2010, some construction workers were building an access trench in the UCL quad, and they came across a very large collection of human remains. So after the police had established that it wasn't of criminal interest, forensic anthropologists Wendy Birch and Christine King worked with the Grant Museum to put together this new exhibition about what the collection is, why it was buried, and what we can learn from it. So Claire went down to the museum along with Nick Dill, UCL Digital Manager, to find out more. Well, so kind of, I guess the, the punchline of the exhibition is um, that at least some of the remains um, strongly suggest that they're from a, a medical teaching collection um, over 100 years ago. And what, what about the bones suggests that? Well, there's, they were kind of, firstly, they were buried essentially in lots, so they weren't laid out like a, you imagine a grave, but huge, just big piles of bones essentially. But some of them have got writing on, um, which obviously you wouldn't expect from your average um, dead body. Many of them say signs of dissection, so some of the things we've got on display are kind of a uh, skull cap which is perfectly sawn um, through it in the way you might remove the brain. Um, there are some what we call ageing panels, so the same part of the body, in this case the knee, um, from different age individuals all together, which you use mm. to, to train someone how, how old that knee is. Uh, so one thing I was wondering about was basically what do you do when you discover 7,394 fragments? Uh, where do you even start trying to identify them or put them together? It's, it's really amazing actually. If you go into Wendy's lab, these, where she's working in this collection, they're kind of laid out on um, actually laid out on human dissection tables because that's the tables they have in her lab. Um, but there's, they've, what they've done is identified pretty much every single fragment of bone and it could only be a kind of centimetre square bit of bone and they said, oh yeah, this is this part of this bone. And they were all kind of arranged in, in bits of what they are. So a huge amount of work um, Wendy and Christine have done on, on identifying everything and working out what diseases or if there are diseases on there, what, how old it is, whether it's male or female, to, to, as far as they can, it's, it's quite incredible. Um, and in the exhibition you've got um, basically a whole skeleton laid out but it's made up of different bones and then you've got a different um, case. Can you explain what is going on in, in the two cases? Yeah, so there's, there's the, the, the skeleton essentially almost a whole whole human skeleton from, put together from many different individuals and that is showing some of the different things that you can learn from an anatomical teaching collection in that so how to age certain parts of the body um, certain areas of disease that you can see um, when certain things fuse how different things are preserved once they've been buried um, so the okay. kind of lessons that have been learned from, from the skeleton. Okay, so kind of like clues to becoming a forensic exactly. archaeologist, a bit exactly. like that. Yeah. And then the big main case is, is about the research that they've been doing on it. So it's, it's telling a few different stories. Some of them really cool things like there's a leg bone that's been glued together from 27 different tiny fragments. So it's a, um, a, a jigsaw puzzle and also a couple mm. of skulls that have similar stories. Yeah. Um, I've noticed that there's a bovril jar in one of the corners which seems to have played quite a large part. <laughs> Can you explain a bit more about that? Sure, so um, in the soil among all of the bones were a few uh, artefacts, human artefacts and clay pipes, um, but also this bovril jar, which is inside another jar, which is a bit strange. But the bovril jar is really important in that it's um, helped us to age the collection, so the date when it was buried. And that Wendy and Christine have contacted the bovril company and said, when did you make this jar? And um, 
they've come up with some dates which have helped us prove a minimum age for it. Okay, because that wouldn't be what you usually think that archaeologists use to date collections. No, you no, think they've got some exactly. kind of very clever, not that that isn't clever, no, but yeah, very high-tech, <laughs> very high-tech method. Okay, um, so um, well, I guess the obvious question is, do you have any idea of why somebody or anyone would bury a selection of human bone fragments mm. in a university quadrangle? It's <laughs> a good question. It's a very good question. Unfortunately, we, they haven't got um, a good answer for that yet. Okay. It's, it's something that obviously Wendy and the team are still looking at. But um, one interesting thing I was told is that a lot of the ends of all of the bones have been smashed. Um, which perhaps suggests they're trying to get the metal pins that held it together if the bones were articulated into a skeleton, possibly for some kind of war effort. Um, that seems like a very long way to go mm. to get quite get a small there. amount of metal. But unfortunately through the years a lot of museums, or I should say collections in, in universities were disposed of. Um, mm. Sometimes um, I guess burial might seem the, the easiest solution. Okay. <laughs> but it's it would like sweeping it under the carpet. <laughs> a bit like sweeping like it under the carpet, but we are talking about <laughs> over 100 years ago. Yeah. And we don't know who did it. Sure.